Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. As usual, let's just relax and enjoy being all together and thinking about the Lord and enjoying his presence and all agreeing that we are to learn from him, that we are available to him. And as we are joined to him in our spirit, we are all one. We don't have to try to get there. We don't all have to believe the same thing in our soul. Your soul is different than mine, has different history. Now, eventually, your soul and my soul will be joined to our... My soul will be joined to my spirit. Your soul will be joined to your spirit. And since our spirit is now one with God, your spirit is one with God, my spirit is one with God, Our spirits are one with him already. So as your soul becomes one with your spirit, you and I become one. We don't have to, it doesn't have to be a face-to-face communication. We all don't have to be at the same place at the same time. God is doing this. God himself is bringing us together individually spirit, soul, and body, but also universally, globally, eternally one. And that it, that goes beyond people. But all creation was created by him and is in him and came from him and returns to him. So he is the one God, the God of one. He is the, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. So we don't need to worry about disagreeing. We don't need to be concerned about areas where there's conflict, even if it's emotional, even if there's anger or fear or frustration. Those are all part of the process. Remember, those are all parts of our soul. And your soul has learned bad habits. My soul has learned bad habits. But God is the one to correct them. We're going to focus on learning how to use our soul. Just as we've learned how to use our body, we're learning how to use our soul. That's our duty, our responsibility. Because God gave you power and authority in your soul. And he wants you to learn how to use that. And he lets us exercise that power and authority to the degree that our soul is submitting to the power and authority of our spirit. Now, there's a way around that. There's a way around 
allowing God's direction through our spirit, and that's through other sources, supernatural sources, and and basically just learning out of our own mind, out of our own soul, out of our own emotions. Your emotions can trigger your abilities. Your mind, your understanding can trigger your abilities. Your actions can trigger your abilities. Think about the situations where there's a a bad traffic accident and a parent is thrown from the car but the child's trapped inside and all of a sudden that parent is able to lift the car so the child can get out. Supernatural physical abilities. And then, of course, afterwards they can't. There's, There's an exceptional, there's something that's activated in the physical body by the soul. And likewise, we do that in our soul as well. We can activate our soulical abilities, and it's usually by exception. And just think about sometimes when, you know, when we're, there's an emergency situation. And, you know, we all say, if, you know, a family member's in the hospital, and we all get together to pray. Sometimes abilities that are in individuals are activated by passion, by emotion. And healing is released. Or the opposite, death comes more easily. Or wisdom comes, direction. Maybe you need to move that person to another hospital. Speak to another doctor. Ask for a different resource, a different test. What we're looking at is taking these things out of the realm of emergency or special circumstances and making them part of our daily lives and understanding that the goal is that our soul is attached to our spirit that God is drawing them together. And in that process, our soul and our soulical abilities are directed by our spirit, which is connected to God's spirit. So we can be assured that, you know, one of a, you know at least one of my concerns is always, I don't want to get anybody worse off. I don't want to mislead anybody. I don't want to make things worse for anybody. I don't want to direct them in the wrong direction, don't want anybody else to get hurt in the process of me learning. Now, that's going to happen. I'll just tell you right right now, there's you're going to make mistakes where other people are hurt, where other people, you know, shall we say, pay the consequences. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to look back and go, man, I wish I would have handled that different. You're going to do that. That's one of the big ways we learn is by our mistakes. We learn far more from our mistakes than doing things right. Let it go. Think about what did I learn? And learn it. Practice it again 
and go, okay, did I learn that? But if you are, if you draw back from the opportunities that God gives you, you're not going to have an opportunity to learn, and then that mistake will be, you know, kind of a waste, and then you'll have to go through it again. Now that's from your perspective. From the other person's perspective, they're going to have to deal with God's ministers, God's people aren't perfect. We're all in process. And God's going to have to deal with them about letting those who are ministering to them make mistakes, not hold it against them, not hold it against God. So we're all learning. We're all in process. And we can enjoy that and not expect everybody, ourselves and others, to be perfect, to not make mistakes, to, you know, not I'm sure, hopefully not intentionally, uh, say hurtful things, that kind of thing. But we understand we're all working towards the same thing, to be one in ourselves, spirit, soul, and body, and one with God. So we've been looking at our, these solical abilities. And if that's our task, we can, just like we learned how to do anything else, we can do it objectively. We can tell how we're doing. We can see how those abilities are starting to work. Now, one of the big challenges we're going to have, we're going to talk a little bit about it, is recognizing when those abilities are working. Because we, I, I suspect, have an idea of what they look like. What does the word of knowledge look like? Oh, we get a piece of information. But you don't know necessarily how, what that information's going to be very often until, you know, unless you're asking specifically. Um, I need this piece of information, like where would I leave my keys? And then, oh, yeah, okay. And then we remember where we left our keys, and there they are. Now, that's that's an activation of your solical abilities. Okay, how many of you have had that? Everybody raise your hands. Okay, so many people think of that as just as your memory. And And perhaps it is, but your brain is different than your mind. Your mind is in your soul. And even the whole notion of where did I leave my keys, asking yourself is a part of the soul, not the mind. So even something as simple as that, you are activating your solical ability of the word of knowledge. Okay? That's how simple it is, and that's how you've already been using it. Where did I put that? You know, where's my phone? Where did I do with this? I, I know I'm supposed to be someplace. Where am I supposed to be? Though even those kinds of things, those are, you're asking for a word of knowledge. You're asking your soul to provide information that your soul has. Because these are soulical abilities that operate separately from your spirit. Now, again, our goal is that they operating from the, with the life, the eternal life that's in the spirit. But you don't, they don't need to be. 
you know, and we all experience things like deja vu, you know, oh, wait a minute, I feel like I've been here before. This seems really familiar. Or you seem really familiar. I feel like I'm on some kind of a, a groundhog day or a loop. We've all had feelings like that. Those are parts of our solical abilities being energized because you're, that's an aspect of prophecy, what's happening in the future. You're experiencing something that the soul has already seen happening. But we don't recognize it. We've given it other names. So what one of our big challenges is to recognize things that are happening for what they are and accept that it's happening to everybody, Christians and non-Christians and Muslims and Buddhists and everybody, everybody who has a soul. That's happening with the same thing. Our desire is that we learn how to use that deliberately so that those abilities are available if we choose to use them in conjunction with God. We want we want it's like we want to have our the how our physical body functions under our belt already and we want to have how our soul functions under our belt already already taken care of. We understand how that works. So as God brings our soul into oneness with our spirit, his spirit, our spirit is more easily flows through our soul and that life floods us we are first partakers of the life of god and the more we have already taken care of those things you know we, you could say that your your soul is your house not your body your soul is your house and we are to get our household in order not just our physical body again our soul your mind your will and your emotions there's area in your emotions that need to be healed. Ask the Lord about that. If there are regrets, guilt, guilt, actions you need to take, changes you need to make, thoughts you need to overcome, whatever, you know, healings in your thoughts and your beliefs, ask the Lord about those. As well as in your as in your, your mind, how you know your what you believe about yourself, your memory. What memories keep coming up and, and hindering your being able to receive unconditional love from God? Ask God about those. Because as he works on that, we can, he, he then begins to flow in more and more unhindered into our soul. And the more our abilities, the more well-equipped our soul is, the more that flowing is through our soul, is going to flow through our soul, through our body, and into the world. Now, the goal isn't to get it out into the world. That's, that's up to God. But our goal is to receive unconditionally what he gives unconditionally. Now, we also recognize that our new nature, your new nature, is love. God's nature is love. But he expresses that love, and you and I express that love by giving. 
So as we receive, we are also going to learn to let it flow out. And it will flow out through your soul. Sometimes through your body. A hug, uh, you know, a kind word, a smile, other, other ways, a handshake, a help up. But mostly it's going to be through your soul. Those soul because most needs are solical. And we've talked about how the church emphasizes so much behavior, and yet people's needs are in the soul, including ours. Your, yours, your needs, my needs are in our soul. What we can do, God, we can't help God heal our wounds, or, and we can't help God heal someone else's wounds. He's taking care of that. He's going to do it himself. He knows far better what you need. He knows the order it needs to be d- done in. Like even what we're talking about here, if, we, if you, you know, ask God, is there, are there any you know, emotional wounds or memories that you want to deal with, he might say, nope, and just answer all your questions, nope, nope, nope. Then you ask, Lord, is that you? And he says, yep, it's me. You just go about your business. I've, I'm taking care of the rest. Then that's all you need to do. You can trust him. Then when he that when he wants you to know what he's doing, he will reveal it to to you. You can trust him, and how do you know you can trust him by experience? So this is why part of the process is to gain experience in your soul in the supernatural realm how your power and authority works. Think about when. When Jesus was walking around with the disciples, he didn't just sit there all the time and teach. He walked, he talked, he performed miracles, he raised the dead, he healed people, he went, you know, was kicked out of villages, he he lived a life, he did things, he ate. You know, maybe he sang, you know, he went into the temple. He did different things. He didn't just sit there and teach the disciples. He lived with them. And he showed them how the soul works. And they accepted it to varying degrees, but far more than you and I do. And this is where we, you know, where we get caught in the in the whole Oh, it was back then because they were in his presence or, well, that was faith. They had a a bigger measure of faith. We all have the same measure of faith because we all have the same soul. We have the same soulical abilities. The character of them is going to be different in you because your soul is unique in the same way with mine. But they work the same way. The faith in you works the same way as it did in, in Peter when he got out of that boat and walked upon the water. You can do that. Now, he had seen what God could do. He saw Jesus do this, do this, do this. So when when he was called out, he's like, okay, what have I got to lose? And this is where when we start to learn, even right now, what our soul is capable of doing, is meant 
to be doing. The soul, they are actual abilities, just like your, your eyes have an ability to see. Your soul has abilities that it was created by God to do. To see into the future, the past, the present. To, to understand things beyond our understanding. To know what's happening. To, to know what to do. To heal. To change the physical beings. To, to overcome time. To do a whole bunch of different things. How do we learn how to do that? By experience. Now, we don't have Jesus walking around with us day by day, most of us. But he does give us examples in our life to encourage us, and that's where we start. We start with recognizing those things in our lives that happen. That's my soul ability that God is showing me is already beginning to function. Now, I've just got a little example that just happened, and, you know, I, I try to write down things that happen but they very often turn into whole, you know, six pages long. But this one was just a real easy one. I was setting up this um, program, this podcast, and there's like seven steps that I need to do. And one of the first is to set a silencer so there's no interference. So if I get a notification or anything like that, nothing interferes with this recording of this broadcast. And earlier, about, well, a couple hours ago, I was thinking about how, what it would be like if I forgot to set that and there was a notification that came, came in. How would I handle that? Would I just let it run? Would I let it continue to beep? Would I need to figure out how to turn it off? Would I start over again? Would, how would I handle that? And I was thinking about that, and I'm going, and, and that's, that, that's the extent. So I came up and I was setting up, and the, like I said, the first step was to to turn off the interference, and I forgot that step. And I started on step two. And I remembered what I had thought about earlier, and I said, no, I'm going to go back and start over again and start with step one and turn on the interference because I don't want to find out how to turn off the notification during a broadcast. So I choose to recognize that that was my soul giving me a heads up that this situation was going to come up and what to do about it. So I'm going to call that a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom. See, it doesn't matter what we call them. I just know, okay, I knew to pay attention when that situation came up. It certainly wasn't a, an important thing, a significant thing. I have no idea whether a notification would be popping up even as we're speaking now. No idea. It doesn't matter. What's important to me is, okay, I was thinking about what would it be like, and then all of a sudden when it came to, oh, I forgot that first step, which, by the way, I, I never do. It was just one of those things. And one of those things fit into paying attention to the training, that we're all in training and God sets up opportunities for us to learn how to use our abilities. And it starts with recognizing 
that that's what's going on. So it can be simple, something as simple as where did I leave my keys? And oh, okay. Again, that happens with everybody. I'm running late. Should I take? Should I turn right here or turn left? And I'm going to turn right. And those, just recognizing what that does is that reinforces the understanding that you that the the power and authority in your soul is under your authority that you are going to be objective about learning and working with and utilizing the abilities in your soul that they don't happen to you that you are your spirit even though it doesn't feel like you're any different you know um most of us have a perception at least or um, some kind of memory sometimes it's very dramatic about where you became when you became a christian when you experienced salvation for some they didn't notice any difference at all from one moment to the next others had you know a tremendous change a tremendous salvation experience doesn't matter i mean salvation is salvation being born again doesn't matter what the experience is but the whole point is that's the that's going to be on a continuum if we have an expectation that our abilities in use are accompanied by a choir and the angels singing and fireworks and acknowledgement and the world shaking we're we're going to be waiting a long 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 time because God starts us where we're at. He starts us where we, in the little things. Now, and this again goes back to why it's so important to spend time with him. Because the more time you spend with him, the more he is revealing himself through your spirit to your soul and drawing your soul without interference. And again, giving you that, you know, that he gives you the priority. He knows what priorities he has for you in your soul. And he is making the way. He is, he is directing you towards which abilities to work on first. Not, again, not because he needs you, but because they're gifts he gave to you and he wants you to use them. He he. They're gifts. They're prizes. They're special abilities. Now, we all have them. He gave them to all of us. But when we ignore them, we are ignoring his gifts. They're, it's like, you know, somebody, somebody in your family dies and leaves you a bazillion dollars. And you go, oh, that's nice. And you go continue living in squalor. No, they wanted you to have it. They wanted you to use it for yourself. Don't continue to live in squalor. Don't continue to live by the skin of your teeth. We're overcomers. Most of us 
think about that. Does that describe your life? Would, you know, would other people from other countries, you know, oh, I'm a Christian, would they want to be like that? You know, and most of us don't have an excess of of love, of generosity, of power and authority. You know, why did why did people flock to Christ when he when Jesus when he was walking around? He turned the world upside down. He really didn't do that much as far as you know, he didn't uh he didn't cast that mountain into the sea. He didn't, you know, cause uh, the world to stop. He didn't, you know, he could have recreated the world, the earth, in a, in, a, in a thought. And they were able to persecute and, and prosecute and, and execute him. They were, they thought they had won. They thought they, they used their weapons against him, even though it was part of God's plan. And the same will be true of us. There's going to be things that we think are contrary to what God wants. And that's in our lives and in in our communities and in our world. How could how could a good God allow this? It's because this is temporary. Some of us are here for for decades, some of us are here for you know, back in Methuselah's time, 969 years, something like that, a long, 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 long time, and some of us here are here for seconds, milliseconds even, because this is just a way station. We're on, we're on our way to somewhere else. And whether it's here on this earth, in this time zone, or the next, or the previous, at some point in time, I do believe we're going to have to learn how to use our soul, how to use the power and authority in our soul. And it starts with becoming comfortable using and confident using the solical abilities that are already in our soul. So thanks for tuning in. Feel free to drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org. We'll be getting back together again same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.